she says, honey, we need to talk. He thinks, here it comes. Yeah. And immediately he goes into an absolutely natural, protective, defensive mode. This week on The Hitched Podcast, you get what you expect. That's the subject we'll explore with the help of relationship expert and popular speaker, Dr. Noelle Nelson. Also, don't forget to leave a comment on our iTunes page to win a free copy of The Heart of Money from last week's guest and author, Deborah L. Price. Are you looking for the most romantic Valentine's Day gift ever? We have worked with our wine club partner, Turin and Tasting, and they have put together a wine cruise in the Mediterranean, 12 nights, three days in Venice, probably the most romantic place on the planet, right? Uh, And if you book by January 27th, mention Hitched, that's extremely important, mention Hitched, and you will get over $1,200 of onboard credit. Uh, This cruise includes a welcome aboard, wine reception, wine tasting seminars, uh, a sommelier guided tour, priority check-in, and a whole bunch more. Uh, Don't wait. This deal is only good until January 27th, 2013, and you can get more information by calling one 800 301-9673. That number 800-301-9673 and don't forget to mention Hitch so you can get your 1200 plus dollars of onboard credit. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, Editor-in-Chief of HitchedMag.com, and I am joined once again today with Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. Uh, We are today talking about you get what you expect. Um, And what you say, Dr. Noelle, is that you get what you expect. Um, For example, you maintain that if you expect respect, uh, love, and caring from your spouse – you are more more likely to interpret uh, what your spouse says and does in that same light. Uh, so if you expect hassles, problems, and conflict from your spouse, you will interpret what they say or do accordingly. So uh, can you explain what that really means in everyday real-life terms? Oh, it would be totally my pleasure. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Um, as a matter of fact, let's take let's take one that comes up all the time, which is the well-known "Honey, we need to talk" statement, usually made by a wife to her husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to most men, Steve, "Honey, we need to talk" sounds like you're in trouble, and I'm about to tell you just how much trouble you're in. That is the typical male expectation of what "Honey, we need to talk" really <laughs> yeah. means, and that that Steve impacts how the conversation unfolds. In a word. Badly. Uh, Badly uh, because the husband is expecting that he's in trouble, so he's reacting to his wife uh, with that expectation in mind. Absolutely, yes. She says, honey, we need to talk. He thinks, here it comes. Yeah. And immediately he goes into an absolutely natural protective defensive mode. Not this again. Or he'll snap, you know, what now? Which, of course, just makes the wife angrier. Now, if this has happened a couple of times, or probably more likely a couple of hundred times, (laughs) the wife's expectation is he doesn't want to listen to her. 
So she either gets more aggressive or more weepy or whatever her defense mode is. And now, now, Steve, we're into the land of unhappy for, you know, who knows how long. You, you literally get what you expect. If you expect that the, the phrase, honey, we need to talk, is going to be a prelude to something unpleasant, I guarantee that unconsciously you will make it into something unpleasant. Yeah, and and you're you're giving off that reaction, and so where your spouse was coming at it um, from a potentially positive space, all of a sudden that gets turned, and uh, they are now coming at it from, oh, now he he wants to fight me on this. Like I was just going to tell him that we needed to stop by and get some gas before we went to the in-laws or something, or whatever. Right? Yeah. Um, Okay. So. Uh, how how do you turn that around? Uh, staying with your example of honey, we need to talk. How do you go from unhappy uh, to happy when you hear that? In three words, it's change your expectations. So let's look at it from the husband's point of view first. When your wife approaches you with honey, we need to talk. Instead of immediately sort of you know armoring yourself up, is think talk. Okay, she'd like to talk about something. I don't know what about, so I'm going to assume that I will be okay with whatever it is. Then, recommendation to the husband is put down the remote or turn away from the computer or whatever you were doing and in a calm, neutral voice, stick with the idea of talk and respond with, okay, what would you like to talk about? Now, now you have a very different beginning to the conversation because you altered your expectation. You went from that defensive posture of really pushing it away, right? Mm -hmm. Honey, we need to talk. No, pushing it away to honey, we need to talk. Some openness. Uh, Talk. Okay, talk. Let me try to go from there. Talk. And just remaining neutral, if you will. So you don't necessarily have to be like, yeah, what do you want to talk about? And be really happy about it. Just not giving that no. rolling of the <laughs> eyes with the sigh yeah, and, exactly. oh, geez, what now? Exactly. You just put your finger on it. That's that's what most women get back when they say we need to talk, which is the, oh, geez, what now routine, mm-hmm. which sets up a dynamic. Again, you get what you expect, which is not going to be fun for anybody. So, no, you don't have to love it. I don't, I don't you know, I'm not sure that I love it when somebody goes, honey, we need to talk. <laughs> It's like, uh, you know, it's, it, at some level, I know it's probably not going to be something I want to hear. But if you simply allow yourself to be neutral about it and just key in the word talk, talk, talk can be about anything, you know? Like you said, it can just be gas to go to the in-laws, whatever, talk. Then you get what you expect, meaning that you've set up a very different dynamic between the two of you. Now, we've been talking about the recipient of this uh, honey, we need to talk part. Um, you know, there's there's the other side of this coin, which is the person who is approaching the conversation or starting it, which it, with the honey, we need to talk. Wh- I mean, couldn't they come at it a little bit better instead of honey, we need to talk and leaving the other person's brain to swirl around everything that they might have done wrong for the last week uh, and just be like, oh God, I hope they're not going to call me out on not doing the dishes last night. Um, couldn't they just come at it and say like, oh, I, let I, you know, I have a question about the car or something more specific that it kind of eliminates all that imagination? Yes, absolutely. Um, But before we get to that part, 
I, I'd like to just carry on with the husband has said has already replied with "Oh, geez, not this again." Type <laughs> okay. Statement, right? <laughs> okay. Let me go there first because you'll there's kind it's of a segues. line here. Got it. Because the wife has a responsibility at this point. Okay. Okay. It's what she's usually going to do. What I have certainly done is get all defensive. Okay. But if if the guy, if the husband responds with, what would you like to talk about, sort of more neutrally, it's much easier for the wife to then say what you just came up with, Steve, which is, well, thus and such has been bothering me, mm-hmm. as opposed to what he will usually get, which is, you never want to talk about anything, yeah. right? Or that kind of sort of explosive kind of thing. So moving on now to your original point, okay, what about the wife's, you know, what's her job here? Yeah. All right. As the wife, if your husband usually gets all defensive, which is classic, and avoids the, honey, we need to talk, start by changing your expectations. You've got something that you know is going to be annoying that you want to bring up. But remember that, first of all, that he loves you. And he does want the both of you to be happy. And that will help you shift, the wife, how you ask him to, to discuss whatever it may be. Because if you just remember that he does love you and he does want for the both of you to be happy, you will expect him to listen to you or at least is capable of listening to you. He's, he's done it in the past. You can remember times <laughs> when he has. Yeah. No, really. And so you, you want to make that part easier for him because you trust the love. Okay. So maybe now instead of, honey, we need to talk, you can come at it more with, ah, something's been on my mind and and I'd like your help in sorting it out with the full expectation because that's really what we're talking about Mm -hmm. with the full expectation that he will want to help you sort it out and what is one thing that we really know about guys especially the good guys which are 99.9% of the guys on the planet they want to help so approaching your, your man with something's been on my mind and I'd like your help in sorting it out is much more likely to to get him to listen than, honey, we need to talk. Yeah, we, so, we've talked repeatedly about how guys like to fix things. So asking yeah. for help is like, bing, they're all right. of a sudden more in tuned. And again, what is your expectation? When you say, honey, we need to talk, really what you're saying is there's a problem. Uh, I'm not happy about X, whatever X is, and I can't, I can't fix or do or solve it by myself. So even in your honey, we need to talk. Implicitly, you're saying, I need your help. I, I can't do this by myself because it's a, it's a together problem, whatever it happens to be. Mm-hmm. So why not skip the prelude, <laughs> the, <laughs> yeah. the spot part, and go straight for what is genuine, the I need your help in sorting this out, and do it but with that expectation of he loves me, he wants both of us to be happy, he likes to help. He will listen. Mm-hmm. That's a whole different now, – now, now, Steve, you have a good chance of a genuine discussion that leads to problem solving as opposed to two people who get riled up defensively because they start out with such really awfully antagonistic expectations of each other. And, and I mean we've been talking about uh, this whole time the for the most part the husband's expectations about what they are expecting this conversation to be. Um, what kind of expectation should the wife be prepping for? I mean if she's asking for help, 
she's either going to assume she's going to get it or not get it, right? So, yes, she should. If you want help, then you darn well better be expecting you're going to get it. Mm-hmm. And the easiest way to get help is make it easy for the other person to help you. Mm. That's why, for example, if if one of you is going to the market, uh, just just one of you, right, and the other one needs some stuff picked up, it's really much better to hand them a written list. It makes it easy for whichever spouse is going to the market to actually come home with the correct goods. It's very unfair to just say as they're going to the car, I don't care if it's the wife or the husband, oh, and don't forget, oh, and don't forget, oh, and don't forget. <laughs> yeah. You know? Which is why I think nowadays people go through the market with their phones on. Oh, I do. I do. (laughs) Absolutely. And what else? And what else? Well, you can do it that way, of course. Or you can, and this is not, you know, to to go into how to do the market thing, but just you make it easy for people. And when when you expect good things, make it easy for those good things to happen. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's funny you bring up the market thing. So I do the grocery, I'm, I'm the cook of the home. And so I do all the grocery shopping as well. And, uh, honestly, I, I feel like it's pretty much every time I'm at the grocery store, I'm getting a text message about something that was forgotten on the list. Oh, would you also pick this up, pick that up? Um, but I do every time we actually have a, a little trick and this is, um, you know, helping establish what we need help with. Uh, we have a little whiteboard next to our front door. And so uh, whenever something pops up that we need to get or pick up the next time we're at the store, we just write it on that whiteboard. And then sure. being in a digital age, I just snap a picture of that whiteboard with my phone so right. I don't have to transcribe anything, uh, right. which makes it really easy when I'm out and yeah. about. Yeah. And then so, you know, let's say Jessica, your wife, writes something on the whiteboard. Her expectation then is that you will take the picture and you'll, you know, whenever you're next at the store, you'll go get it or vice versa. In other words, she has a a very positive expectation. So she's not likely to be lambasting you when you get home with, oh, you forgot. Oh, you forgot. (laughs) <laughs> no, she set it up, and made it easy. Exactly, and I will say that when I do forget something or they're out of something, uh, it's never like I can't believe you forgot this again because it doesn't happen all the time. You right. know, I, I make an effort to to do things right, <laughs> which I think and goes I a long way. Absolutely, but I think speaking in the in the world of expectations as we are today, I think that you brought something up. Steve, which is really important, because you mostly remember whatever it is, Jessica's not going to pounce on you. Mm-hmm. In other words, she's remembering that you usually remember. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing with wanting to talk. It's very important, whoever's asking for the conversation, whether it's the, the husband or the wife, to start within yourself first by remembering how receptive your spouse has been most of the time on most of the things that you needed to bring up. And start with that from that positive place within yourself, and it'll soften how you both ask for the conversation and how you conduct the conversation. Yeah, it might, it might even be one of those things where uh, your spouse comes at you with, honey, we need to talk, and they're so used to the eye roll and uh, other responses that you give that when you give that neutral reaction, they might be taken aback a little bit like, oh, wow, this is this is nice. Yeah. I. I, oh, they will be. They'll be taken back for sure. <laughs> um, so um, it, I guess I'm trying to think about what else we should cover with this one. I uh, I think we've done a pretty good job about um, t- 
talking about you get what you expect. Um, mm-hmm. Is there is there anything else that you can think that needs to be added to this conversation? Only that you have a lot more control over your expectation than most people think. Most people go by whatever last happened. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if yesterday your spouse was in a snippy mood, you tend to expect that today they're still going to be snippy, as opposed to thinking more long term about the fact that generally speaking, they're in a pretty okay place. And generally speaking, they are, they will interact with you in a, in a nice, comfortable way. And then proceeding from that expectation. So even if they are snippy with you, let's say, okay, because people do get snippy, is that you don't necessarily cast that in cement as the way they are going to be forever and then expect, you know, snippy. Yeah. You, you take more of a long view. So I think people don't realize just how much you can control your own expectation. And that in turn will change things. I, I love that idea of the long view because I I, I see it and I hear it all the time about issues coming up in, in marriage in particular because it is a long game uh, and, and how everything seems so immediate and futile um, when I, there's that take a step back. The, you know, the things that you do now, you don't want them to be resonating in 15 years uh, the bad mistake, right. you know, the bad choices you make today, or you don't want it to set the the tone for the next ten years because you don't talk about things or whatever the case may be. So I think it's a, mm-hmm. I think it's a really great point. Right, absolutely. The long view will serve. Yeah. The long view will serve. And on that, um, I I think uh, we'll wrap it up this week. So thank you so much for your time, Noel. Thank you, Steve. Um, Before we go, I want to remind everyone, Noelle is a relationship expert, a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad. She is also the author of nine best-selling books. Uh, she has a new one out for the Kindle. It's uh, it's an ebook. It's available only on the Kindle or Kindle readers, I should say. Uh, so you can get it on your iPad. You don't have to have uh, an actual Kindle. Um, it is Make More Money by Making Your Employees Happy. It is fantastic. Uh, she has uh, many relationship books. I mentioned the nine best-selling. Uh, her most recent is Your Man is Wonderful. Um, you can get more information uh, about and by Noelle at her website noelnelson.com you can follow noelle on twitter at dr noelle nelson she is on facebook uh you can get all this information on hitched uh i am on twitter at hitched media and uh check out our uh google plus page we're going to be doing some pretty cool things with google plus in the uh the coming months uh we got some big plans so go ahead and and uh, i don't know you can't like us there it's uh add us to your circles, I guess. Um, so go ahead and do that. And I, I want to remind everybody, if you haven't done so, uh, we're giving away a book. Last week, we had the author of The Heart of Money on, Deborah Price, and we have a copy of her book, and we're going to give it away to somebody who uh, just leaves a comment on the uh, the iTunes podcast page. So let us know what you think. It, you know, I prefer that it's positive, but <laughs> I want an honest feedback. So leave leave some feedback, and you could uh, get a copy of her book. So uh, that's that's it. That's that's all you got to do. Um, that's going to do it for this week, uh, Noel. Uh, so one last time, thank you very much. Thank you, Steve. Okay, take care, everybody.
Before you hit the pause button, you may have noticed we have a new intro and outro theme song there. It is from HB Surround Sound. It is called Top of the World, and it is on their latest album, Get Your Dance On. And you can find that in the iTunes store. Again, the album is Get Your Dance On, the artist HB Surround Sound, and the song Top of the World. Thanks for listening.